Welcome, family. Good evening. Good evening, Grandpa. Oh, it's me if I preach not the Gospels. Corinthians 9.16. Amen, Grandpa. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith, and the Red State USA tour is almost over. Can you believe it? It just began, and now it's almost done. We've done nine shows so far. New York, Boston, Chicago, Minneapolis, Ann Arbor, Indianapolis, Kansas City, Springfield, Washington, D.C. They've all run red. We only got a few shows left. We may be coming to your neck of the woods. Listen very closely. March 22nd, I'm going to be at the Paramount Theater in Denver with Red State for the movie and the Q&A. March 26th, we're going to be in New Orleans. March 28th, we're going to be at the Paramount Theater in Austin, Texas. March 29th, the Cobb Energy Center in Atlanta, Georgia. April 4th, the McCall Hall in Seattle, Washington. And April 9th, we wrap up the tour at the Wiltern Theater right here in Los Angeles, California, Big old cast and crew screening. Bunch of cats going to be up on stage who are actually in the movie. And me too, who's not in the movie, but I did make it. Come on out. Weird things happen. It's a, it's, it's like going to a Grateful Dead concert as a movie, man. It's such a cool experience. Come on out and join us. Tour is almost done. For tickets, go to coopersdell.com. Gonna get grown up in here. Listen to this. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith, and on May 9th, we're going to launch Sir Smodcast Internet Radio. Smodcast Internet Radio. Now an embedded live radio station at Smodcast.com. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's it. SIR Radio. Kevin and Jen. This morning show. Jay and Silent Bob get jobs. Yes. Sir Radio. Live. Live. Fresh content on Sir Radio. With four original hours of daily programming. And all of it's free. Don't cost you a dime. Smodcast Internet Radio. Live, fresh, content. Three, three, two, two, one, one, one. Kevin Smith has a radio station. (laughs) Smodcast Internet Radio begins May 9th. Y-E-S-S-I-R. On your phone, laptop, in your car. Funny, seven days a week. (laughs) Smodcast.com. Thanks to Stitcher.com. Matt, what are we doing on the moon? We're just hanging out on the moon. That's I, cool. I invited you here because I wanted to ask you a question. I weigh 78 pounds on the moon. I know, dude. You're looking svelte, and I weigh negative 50. Yeah. I'm not even, like, I'm I'm a, I'm a black hole. Watch, hey, put your arm through me. I'm putting my fist through you. Uh-oh, that's for another show entirely. Brendo, we're here doing a podcast on the moon, and you know what? Like, I love your company and everything, and, like, it's fun to hit this golf ball around, but I get bored, man. Mm-hmm. I'm bored. I'm sorry. I'm fucking bored, Brendo. What are you going to do? <sighs> I wish I had comic books to read. But Me too. There's no store on the moon, is there? I don't think so. I, neither do I. I've looked around. There's hey, but an, you have a trusty computer with you. There's nothing on this motherfucker. Well, I do, because obviously... We the, get Wi-Fi here. There's Wi-Fi on the moon. Sure, there's no comic book stores, but there's Wi-Fi. Um, let me just open this up real quick. What can I do to not be bored? Porno. I don't know. You're kind of close. That would be weird. Uh, I can go behind this moon rock here. Mm, maybe later. Let me see what else we could do. I could read Wikipedia articles about interesting animals. That's always fun. Ooh, an echidna. Now I've read that one before. You know what? I just figured out the perfect solution for my moon boredom. Comic books. I love them. I want to read them right now on the moon. Sweet, me too. You know how I'm going to do that? How are you going to do that? I'm going to go to goldenapplecomics.com. 
Sweet. You know, you know about Golden Apple Comics, right? Oh, totally. That's that comic book store in Serving Hollywood for over 35 years. The most elite comic book store in the world, Brendo, and the official sponsors of that program, Bagged and Boarded, we love so much. Yeah, that's a pretty cool It's a pretty thing. cool show. So I'm going to go to GoldenAppleComics.com, and I'm, I'm, I'm bored, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get a bunch of Justice League trades. You know what? I love the Justice League. I want to read them right. I want to read them whenever I want. Make it my way. You know what I mean? It's like... It's like McDonald's or Burger King. I want to read a Justice League book. I should be able to read a Justice League book, even if I'm on the moon. And Golden Apple Comics allows me to do so. You Folks, you don't have to be in L.A. to enjoy the, the splendors of Golden Apple Comics. You could be anywhere, because if you go to GoldenAppleComics.com, you can order stuff online and have it delivered to your house or, That's amazing. or the moon. That's right. Golden Apple Comics delivers to the moon. And if you don't believe me, go to the moon and try to buy something there. Try, prove me wrong, please. I'm giving you the opportunity. Until you go to the moon and try to order something to the moon, I don't want to hear that you can't, okay? Be a doer, not a sayer, all right? Folks, go where the fucking puck is going, not where it's been. And right now, the puck is going to the moon with Golden Apple Comics. Brendo? I like it, too. He likes it, too. GoldenAppleComics.com. Check him out. I am a green And welcome to Bagged and Boarded. I am Matt Cohen, your lovely host. Uh, it is a brave and the bold kind of day, folks. We dispense with the usual pleasantries and we, we get right to the good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my friend and yours, Mr. Jeremy Graham. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Thank you for the pregnant pause. Oh, it was like worries. fucking. Uh, I was creating drama. It was like was it was like Fifth Element, where they're like, you know, remember? I don't. Where Chris Tucker's interviewing uh, Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Willis, and he's like, so, so man, hey, Colbin, call my man. You you've been on Flux to Paradise for two days. What do you think? He's like, good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I do remember that. No. So, folks, you're in for a roller coaster of a ride. <laughs> yeah, what's, yeah, exactly. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm all right. How you're, about you? I'm doing okay. Uh, you're sporting your usual all black. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, for for those of you who don't know, who don't have the pleasure of knowing Mr. Graham here. Uh, Jeremy wears all black every day. All black every, everywhere, right? Yeah, all black. And, and in fact, uh, underwear too, socks like that kind of shit. If you wear underwear, yeah, yeah, Indian. Don't yeah, Indian no, socks. right on, man. Um, fuck underwear. Yeah, socks. Uh. Yeah, everything. Do you now? You do you own any colored clothing? I do. I own. I own a bunch of Hawaiian shirts. So, so it's like I either go all black or fucking Lassiter. Yeah, yeah. Or, exactly. or Harry Knowles or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, how long have you been doing the all black for? Well, it sounds I, like a sex fucking thing. Too. I I was under the impression that I'd been doing it since like two thousand three, two thousand four. At so, at a certain point, I had. So Is it in a response to nine eleven or something? No, or, no. <laughs> it was uh, it was being tired of having to make the decision of what color suit I'm going to wear. I got it from Jeff Goldblum in The Fly, who got it from uh, Albert Einstein. Absolutely, and he got it from fucking Moses. So you're in good company. Whoa! You never I knew that. You never I, knew the lineage on that one. I did not know that you, <laughs> that you had to have. You know. Not, um, uh, oh, there you go. 
So, so, uh, so you've been wearing all black for what, seven years now? Seven or eight years. Yeah. What was it, but what was your wardrobe like before that? And it's not like you wear, you say suit and people are thinking like tuxedo or shit. No, no, it's Dickies. It's like and- jeans, t-shirt, fucking hoodie, hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it grew out of, uh, waking up in the morning, having so many crew t-shirts from all the various projects I've worked well, on. Well, for those of you who don't, who don't know Jeremy, uh, on Twitter you can find him at Jeremy Gaffer, and that's kind of a hint at what he does. He is, um, Samwise Gamgee's father in, <laughs> in, in the Shire and Lord I, of the Rings. I totally am. Um, no, he's a gaffer, man. You're a gaffer. I am. Other than the fucking, Sam's father in Lord of the Rings. What's a gaffer for those who don't who don't know? Did you know he was a gaffer? I, I did not he, know. They called him. They called him the gaffer man. Does that inform why he would brick into Frodo's mouth? No, this is his father. Yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, oh, the, that the, why his son was brick into Frodo's mouth. As a, is, as a father who's a gaffer, does he? Inform would your would your eventual well, you're a married man yeah. if you had a child would they be deviant sexual uh, uh, yes okay yeah, bar, yeah you're, I, I mean, you're like we plan on it just introduce them to Salo the 120 days of Sodom <laughs> early and be like hey check this out kid. we're gonna talk about that shit man you you you're one of those people who watch those movies theater of attrition movies like, like the movies that dare you have to you watch seen them. Serbian film I have not yet. Where um, they like blow a baby or something, or they I, eat a baby, or they butt fuck a baby and I, then I, eat I, it and blow it. I think it's baby rape and. From what I understand, I think they eat something. But that after you rape oh, a baby, maybe, do whatever, they, the, do whatever the fuck you want with it after yeah, you rape it. Exactly, it, it's no no good as a human. It's, that's being. Per, so that's baby non grata after that. Yeah, it's tainted forever, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, from my understanding, though, it's tastefully done. You don't see anything. Oh yeah, it's like a fucking uh, like like a Eisenstein film or whatever. No, right. <laughs> Real t- no. You don't see the baby get shot. You just see the carriage turn over. No, exactly. No, over. exactly, yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, um, but but speaking of film, we'll get to that in a minute. What is a gaffer? For those of you who don't know, uh, gaffer is uh, the it's another word is the CLT, the chief lighting technician. So um, in charge of the dudes setting up lights. And specifically, so people might have a frame of reference for you personally. You you work with Dave Klein all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I, like you've you've gaffed uh, uh, clerks too. Clerks too. Zach and Mary. Zach and Mary. Red State. Yeah. And you like you worked on Shoot the Hero with me. That's where I met you. Yes, yeah, I did. Um, you and you worked like give us give us the the brag list real quick of all the sh- cool shit you've worked on. You worked on a ton, dude, because you've been well, in the industry how long? Since 1994. So yeah, 17 years. Right on. That works. Uh, I, I started out kind of with uh, Welcome to the Dollhouse was one of the first ones that I worked on, and then Palookaville, uh, and then a bunch of crap, and then uh, <laughs> and then it came around where Chasing Amy needed a rigging gaffer. For one day. Oh, is so. that what it was? You were just in New York and Amy happened to need a rigging ever? Yeah, yeah. So I went and did one day on that. And then uh, I did a movie called Claire Dolan with a dude named Lodge Kerrigan. He did a movie called Clean Shaven that everybody loved. Look at you, man. You know fucking... Every time I talk to Jeremy... He's like, hey, have you ever seen fucking Betrayal of the Zoo with <laughs> Stanislav Jones? Like, you know Stanislav Jones, who was also in Parachutes Away with Heather Thompson before the makeover? Heather Thompson had a hell of a career. <laughs> like, you know about movies. You know, you, you watch film, non-mainstream is death. Would the word be for... Cause I, it's, it's not even independent, really. It's like... It, 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 I, I just, I'll watch whatever. Uh, you watch a lot of whatever, right? Not so much these days, but I, I've seen a lot of whatever, but I also read 
you know, I, I'll just keep myself abreast of what's going on. You're one of those dudes. You have a, you keep a notebook with you at all times. I do. And you, and like if something fucking interests you, you flip it open and pop down a little. You're like training to be Batman yeah. or already are Batman and not telling anyone. Like I, there it is right there. Yeah, yeah. I got the notebook. He's going to write down something about Batman. Night, it was brought up. Well, The Wild Angels is a movie that I have to see. That okay. That told me about Peter Fonda, uh, with we're tired of being hassled by the man. We want to be free, free to ride our machines. Right we want to get loaded. Uh, last night it was Oscar Fischinger, who's a, an animator from the thirties that I have to check out his shit. And that's what you, what's the weirdest thing in that fucking book right now? It's something that would scare, cause like I keep notebooks too for ideas for comic books and, and stuff like that. And, uh, um, if, if a normal human, like, or comedy sketch ideas, you know, and if a normal human being opened it up, like, I would be committed instantly. It'll right. say, like, Chinese rape, question mark. Right, right. Which is a, a sketch I'm developing. Because with a title like Chinese rape, the comedy will just follow. Oh, yeah, I mean, hello, what doesn't what, say comedy? That's what, what can I do with Chinese rape, you know what I'm saying? I'm right. just trying to find the right one. It's like, yeah. Right, right. Uh, there's nothing terribly disturbing in this one. This is a, a kind of a newish one. This was the one for Red State, though. Is it really? So do you have your notes and shit? Yeah. So that'll be in the Gaffing Hall of Fame one day? Yeah. And by gaffing all of the fame, it'll be like a shelf in your fucking right. apartment. Well, yeah, exactly. That is my gaffing hall of fame. My shelf in my apartment. And it's just, you, you know, like one or two other gaffers, you're like, give me some shit. And they're just right, like, right. all right, a pack of cigarettes and fucking. Say, hey, Ross Dunkerley, can I have something from a Clint Eastwood? Is there like a whole gaffer fucking world out there that we don't know of? Like, you guys have gaffer bars and like, it's like the most likely cantina and shit. I, I'm sure that there are, like in New York, there used to be, when I was living in New York, there was a bar called Lucy's on Avenue A. And eighth, or between eighth and ninth, uh, between St. Mark's and ninth. Right on. Yeah. Uh, and that was for a long time, you could go in there and get a job. I could go in there as an electrician and get a job because there would be a couple different gaffers in there. At all times. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, a very, it's a very small, tight knit community, right? Because you guys do a very kind of specific thing, which is pretty insane when, 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 when a layman thinks about it. Like you deal with fucking, crazy crazy electricity all day long right yeah. and like lights and like really really hot shit and really really like sh shocky shit I yeah don't know, oh yeah electricy. Yeah. oh man uh but well back in new york one of the things was tying in i got i got bit a lot you fucking say bit <laughs> like you were nipped by like a mosquito or some shit you're like no i meant i was ground i i got a shock with grounded i was like, the path of least resistance for electricity <laughs> what was uh what's the what's what's your worst uh electricity story i i did uh oh what was the movie it was a movie called the deli uh with mike star ice ice motherfucking tea uh <laughs> I think I've heard of that actually. Heather Matarazzo yeah, was yeah. in it. Uh, Frank Vincent. It, it, it was a strange, low-budget uh, little movie, and we shot in a bar called Dorian's, which is where Robert Chambers met Jessica Levin. Robert Chambers, the preppy killer. See what uh, he's doing? <laughs> like already, already, we're on a journey. Like you could be making up all these names, and I'm so engaged though because you use specific stuff. I think you're a little bit young for the Robert Levin thing, but he was he was like a, a was preppy, he a serial he, killer. He was like, he, he oh, was I think like I heard American about that psycho. Uh, he was the like one of the influences for was, Bateman. Okay, yeah, yeah, for Patrick Bateman. The dude was a young sociopath. Met this girl Jennifer Levin at Dorian's. Fucking took her to Central Park, raped her, strangled her, and then bragged about it. And that was an '80s thing. To brag, uh, so to brag about killing people. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm we, gonna. I'm not gonna. Like, this might take things to a weird fucking place right now, but so be it. You're a weird dude, so I feel like it's appropriate. Uh, I w there were some kids I knew when I was in high school, like a group of fucking kids. 
Um, and like years and years later, I, some, one of them got brought up in a conversation with someone I knew from my town. You know, I was catching up with someone and I was like, oh, whatever happened to that dude? And they're like, oh, you don't know what that dude started doing? And I was like, what? He's like, him and those three other guys he hung out with, they started going to Manhattan and, and stabbing homeless people for that, fun. And like, they never got caught. Right. Like, they were, they were, they, yeah. That's kind of fucked up. I, like, me, on the list of fucked up things I've ever heard, like, in real life, that's probably very high up there. I, yeah, I don't know that I'd be able to meet those people. That again. almost, like, unbelievable. But yeah, like, it would, it would probably taint, like, if I ever had to hang out well, with them. Because there's just that thing of, I know that you've killed somebody. And, and then they moved on, though. But, like, let's say these guys are, like, completely reformed. Like, hey, we don't want to kill homeless people anymore. Can you imagine if that, like, hey, man, it's in the fucking past. Yeah. Like, I used to wear, I used to have bleached hair, too, but you don't hear me talking about that every day. Right, right. Yeah, it, it seems to be a little bit more, more extreme. That's, I feel that. like that's something I couldn't really get. There's certain things about a person that you don't want to really want, uh, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't untake back in your mind. Yeah, you know what I'm exactly. saying? Yeah, yeah, that would, that would, that would Like you, one. for instance, can we out something? Oh, sure. Are you public about everything in your life? For oh, the most part? Pretty much. You have a, uh, interesting piercing that you like to tell people <laughs> about, don't you? I do. I don't know that I like to tell people about it. You fucking told me for some reason. <laughs> well, it was odd because neither of us was wearing pants at the I time. I mean, yeah, so it was like, it was obvious to me. I just needed verbal clarification right, right. of what I was no, looking that at. Is exactly. An ample Lang piercing, yeah. Um, you have, uh, wh- what would you, what do you have, sir? I, I have. I think your wife's actually the one who told everyone. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. She, you, uh, we should say you that. and Melissa, your wife, helped build the, uh, the smock castle where we're sitting in right now. We did. With, we did with indeed. brick and mortar and, and bodily yeah. fluids and shit. Like I didn't that. even know that I could make mortar with bodily fluids until. Until the smock yeah, castle, smock right? Smock castle's a living testament. It's like, we're, fuck the Hadron Collider. Like, the, the, oh, this no. is the nexus of scientific breakthrough. Hello. Man. I mean, there's things like sebum in there. I've had a jar of saliva in the bathroom for six months. I'm going to see what it turns into. There, there you go. You yeah. never know. That, I don't the science think it'll expert. ever be a butterfly. <laughs> what? I don't think it'll ever be a butterfly. You don't think it'll cocoon on me? I, I, I'm doubting it. I, they, there's this infomercial that's on TV now called for Butterfly Garden. Have you seen it yet? I, I, I have. I have. How twisted. And they send, they send, they send you six caterpillars in a plastic jar. But they're younger than caterpillars, aren't they? I don't know. They're, they're like, they're like maggoty looking. Baby looking maggoty caterpillars. And then in like a week they turn into caterpillars. And then in like a week they cocoon. And then when they cocoon, you're supposed to take them and move them to this net thing in which they b- develop into butterflies. And yeah. then they're like, the best part is you have a week to enjoy your butterflies and then set them free. Right. I'm like, what happens if you go over a week? Oh, no, you're dead you're fucking able, yeah, butterflies. Dead butterfly. Hello. And, yeah. It, it's, it's so much. Uh, I mean, I'd imagine that it's more satisfying than sea monkeys ever were. Probably. Because sea monkeys were really disappointing. That's just brine shrimp, right? Yeah. Every, I never had them. You never... Oh, no. I thought that that was a litmus test. I thought that like all parents had to tell their kids, don't buy sea monkeys, they're a ripoff. And all kids had to be like, fuck you, I know better. I had hermit crabs. I had the ultimate fucking ripoff. Hermit crabs are pretty cool. Well, see, we had crayfish when I was growing up. And- I wish I had crayfish, man. The reason hermit crabs suck is like, you get all fucking excited, you buy them... Like, they had Spider-Man shells and shit. Because you can buy them other shells to go into. Right. Because that's what they do. They switch shells at a certain point. Right, right. So right. I had, like, a Spider-Man and a, X- and a Wolverine, and I was like, I'm going to be the coolest fucking 13-year-old in the world. Pussy will come rolling in with these hermit crabs. Yeah. The issue is they smell really bad, and they don't move until you're sleeping. Oh, sweet. They're oh, nocturnal. Awesome. So oh. it just smells like a fish store, and at night you just hear fucking... 
So you're saying it's win-win? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Awesome. Absolutely. I'm doing it. Funny you brought that up. I'm doing a fish tank right now, man. Are you into that? I, I have never understood it. My uncle used to get uh, uh, Oscars. Big motherfucking fish. Really? And I, one of them committed suicide, and I don't know why. It just, one day he came home, and it was lying on the ground, and it had decided, hey, goodbye. To just to jump out of the fucking tank? Of the That's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, no, man, I got, I got a little fucking tank going right now, and I got, and my, my whole concept with it is like, Look, man, I, I'm a naturalist. I don't want to fucking get like neon shit in castles. It's all brown and green and natural plants. And I got, uh, some fish in it right now that are like building it up. It's a little, it's like only a six gallon tank. And then in a week is why I fucking got it. Cause then I'm getting like frogs and catfish and shrimp. I want like an ecosystem right. in my house that I can be the god of. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Make it rain and shit like that. Yeah, like they yeah, all totally. fear me. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. I, yeah. I get that. I would, yeah. Yeah, I would run electrical leads in there. See, you, you got the electricity, the electricity thing. Yeah, just go, go, what a segue, dude. Going back to electricity. You, we were talking about getting bit and we got off on this whole fucking oh, yeah, Alice I, in Wonderland uh, tangent. So what, working on this movie, The Deli, I, uh, I, my, my fingers slipped while I was tying out. And I had no idea that my fingers had slipped. I just heard in the back of my head, I heard, I was like, what the fuck? Is that the noise of getting electrocuted? Yeah, that is the noise of being electrocuted. I looked at, I looked over at my hand that I was tying out with, and, uh, my fingers were fully touching copper, and then I looked over at my elbow on the other arm, and the door of the box was touching it, so that means that the conductor was going, it, I was the conductor directly across my heart. And it was one of those moments where you're supposed to get sucked onto alternating current and blown off of direct current. Yeah, yeah. I don't know enough direct current to get blown off. What do you mean? Terrible joke. Oh, okay. I was like, I got, cause I was all scared and thinking of getting, you getting electrocuted. Then you threw in like a fucking Tesla pun on me. And I went, uh, my mind was, and now I get it. Yeah. 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 It's a uh, blowjob joke with electricity. Yeah. Alternating current's supposed to suck you on. It didn't do that. How? I, I, I let go, you know, violently and was like, fuck. And at that point, I noticed that the like 85 year old mom of the Dorian brothers, was sitting in the basement down there with me and she just she just kind of looked over and said, "Are you okay, dearie?" It was that like, was her move. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all right. Were you okay? Oh, I was I I was. I probably have scarring you, you across just, my heart that I don't want to know about, but, <laughs> but it's in your heart. So who will yeah, ever see that I don't shit? Ever look at inside it. scarring doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, right? Exactly. Plus chicks dig scars. Exactly. Especially on your heart. Right, right. If, yeah. If my shows wife you has got to use a, a bone saw to get a good peek. It shows you got like moxie. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Um. So there were no like you don't have to go to the hospital for something like that. You just get blown off and kind of get up on your feet and fucking go back to work. Yeah, yeah. That was that's. I was younger then, and it was kind of, <laughs> it was a for any time that I got bit back then, or any time I threw sparks and shit was really dangerous. It was just a matter of okay, well, I can't be afraid of that. I got to just go right back into it. So, wow, yeah, I don't have that mentality. I feel like I would cry and move to Tibet and like shave my head or shave my head, be bald like I am, and just become a monk or something. All right, yeah. a non-electricity monk. Different strokes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Hold on one second. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Have you ever been afraid of like 
dying from electricity? Can you die if you get you it hit can. with too much? I, I, I mean, obviously, you can, I mean, well, it's a it's a healthy respect thing. My grandfather was, uh, you know, he was a licensed electrician. He dealt with giant industrial electricity, and he said, uh, "The thing about electricity is you can't be afraid of it, but you have to know that it wants to kill you." I am afraid of it. Well, that's the th- if I was afraid of it, it it would make it so that I I think I would be more dangerous if I was very nervous around it. Do you, do you, there was a time here where we had a light bulb that was weird in the smart castle. I don't know if you remember. Yes. It was sparking, and I had to attempt to take a light bulb out, and I swear to God, it took me like 45 minutes and a whole lot of tears right, of like right. touching it with one finger and fucking walking down 10 feet and like getting, like electricity scary, man. Yeah, well, I mean, you can get burnt. It, it can kill you. Uh, the one important thing that I always just bear in mind is I, I try not to be the path of least resistance because that's where electricity wants to go, so... As long as you have that's like that. technical shit. I'll never remember well, that, dude. Yeah, it's it's so it's more difficult than you would think to really get bit, um, to get bit where it would kill you. It's more difficult than you'd think. All right, all right. So I'm gonna start playing with electricity then. Just fuck it. Yeah, that, throw I mean, caution that's, to that's the wind. My endorsement. And at home, if they have if they have children, if I everyone's listening, yeah, yeah. I mean, just get, get my little gaffer kit, and my it's just kit. a paper clip and an outlet. Yeah, hello. Get to work. That, what's the best way to learn stuff? <laughs> fucking it up once or twice. Um, uh, have you seen any fucking recent movies, dude? Uh, I saw Adjustment Bureau. We went to Arclight. How was that? It was fun. That's uh, Matt Damon, British chick. Yeah, uh, I don't know who the chick was. She's cute. <laughs> Olivia Wilde, Olivia, Olivia Thorne, Olivia? something like I don't yeah, fucking know I, her it, name. She was very cute. She's uh, a good looking girl. Yeah. And what, this was the Philip K. Dick thing right yeah but you say that with a fucking yeah it went a little bit more theological than i would ever choose to w- watch a movie based like, on yeah, yeah, yeah it's like oh shit you threw god in there you don't oh so it wasn't god. just cool dudes with hats on and shit yeah they always got to throw god in there yeah yeah there's and who did that flick oh jesus i have no idea i we had to wait until the end a buddy of mine was the best boy ringing electrician on it so, so you had <laughs> you just said something interesting that i wanted to talk, that actually brought something up in my mind you had to wait until the end when you see a movie do you typically stay for the credits i usually do yeah do you really yeah is it because you work in the industry and it's a respect thing it is a respect thing like if it's a movie that i worked on i like to stay through so that during the credits i can masturbate with my i mean yeah i have to do that too because it takes eight minutes to see my fucking credit right right yeah yeah yeah. and by that time you're good i've come three times yeah but uh no i usually stay i always come around the casting director for the first time for some reason i I never i'm quick i I don't understand yeah i I get excited when the movie's over right then usually i don't know uh, second prop assistant. Right, right. I'll give a nice one too, and then my name. Yeah, yeah. See, I miss the I miss the airplane goofy credits because it would always be the hey, can I time this to a goofy credit? <laughs> it never, never. Happened. Or like the Monty Python, the Holy Grail credits. I don't remember the Holy Grail. Credits. Oh, dude, they're incredible. They're like nine minutes long, and it at one point it devolves into the they fire the people doing the yes, credits then yes. they fire the people who fire the people and then yeah. it's all llamas and it's <laughs> like flamenco music in the yes. background and yeah, it's like yeah. 500 llamas provide yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i do remember them um harry knowles wrote a I, I saw sucker punch yesterday right um and i'll talk about that in a minute but i uh when i, when I see a flick i feel strongly about I, I read reviews immediately right. to kind of either prove my point or be like, you fucking idiots, right, to make right. myself feel better exactly. as a human being. Harry Knowles wrote, um, like, didn't love it, but his main thing was he went to a press screening. It was the fact that 
the press, most of the press left before the credits rolled. And he was like, how dare they? And like, how dare they miss the five minutes of extended dance sequences Snyder put in? Like, they're, they will never get a complete film. And that shows they have no respect for the fucking industry. And like, I get if you're at a press screening, you're supposed to stay through the fucking crit, crit, cr- uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, Going by the reviews of Sucker Punch and my own feelings about it, motherfucker, I don't want to see five seconds of extended sequence, right? Let right. alone five minutes. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. And um, and I'll be interested because I'll you know I'm gonna go see it in the theater, of course, maybe. That see, but me, whenever someone tells me it's the worst something ever, like I was reading a uh, I was reading reviews before I saw it, and I think it was uh, maybe Richard Corliss or even fucking Ropers or Michael Phillips or something. Whatever that guy's name is. that his name? I don't know. The guy Michael Phelps, did... the swimmer? Yeah, Michael Phelps writes reviews now, That man. dude smokes weed. He does. So <laughs> you'd think that I'd like the reviews. Now, whoever did um the show with Roper for a minute, the guy with the beard the oh, sh- God, from I've... Chicago Tribune. Yeah, I have no And idea. he wrote at one point, the only people that will like this film are like adolescent, adolescent fanboys who grew up on like anime and video games. And I was like, you couldn't make me want to see a movie more, idiot. Right. And then right. I saw it and I was like, fuck you for insulting anyone who plays video games and they always do that that's the new thing right is when it's a superhero movie or a conceptual movie or kind of well yeah i saw saw that inception uh inception the critics were saying they went and saw it with a a bunch of the old studio execs and the studio execs grandkids studio execs didn't get it the grandkids did because it has video game reality oh yeah totally what the fuck does that mean I I don't know. It does. It's just it's, it's a catchphrase they use to simplify shit. It's it's a, it's. I guess it's, it's like I don't get it. It must have something to do with pong. Is it is it? <laughs> yeah, pong. Yeah. I'm waiting for the pong movie. I'm dying to see oh, that. That's gonna be dope. Have you seen? They make those fan films on YouTube, like the really really well done ones. Yeah. There's a Tetris one. I have not seen the that. Tetris the movie where Tetris is like this um kind of gauntlet type like gladiator game and like the guy's brother dies and there's like a there's a live action dark pokemon that's fucking incredible oh no shit how have i missed this um i spent a lot of time watching that shit there's right. a new the new best one is uh fantastic mr star fox fantastic mr star fox someone star- did star fox in the style of wes anderson fantastic mr fox so it's star awesome. fox they're like file the barrel the fire the barrel rocket fox he's like I've been firing Barrel Rocket for 10 years, and where has it gotten me? He just looks in a mirror as he's like, the Pogues are playing or some shit. Right, right. Whatever the fucking... I I love that movie. I love Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's great, right? Yeah. There's good stuff. There's good stuff around. Um... Sucker Punch, not not so. Uh, I'm I'm dying to see it. You know, I'll, my, I'll I, go into I'll go into pretty much any movie and watch it. Like Big Dumb Fun, I love Big Dumb Fun. And the thing is, if it's visually, oh, I love Big. Yeah, oh, dude, me too. I this can, this should have been my favorite movie ever fucking made. Right. Like, and in terms of movies, I was um looking forward to it was this and Super by James Gunn were like my two I'm most. I'm dying to see Super. I I looked that trailer looks so I fucking. On that. You did work on that, right? I did. On the Nathan Fillion stuff? Yeah, yeah. I think pretty much if you see it inside a television in that movie, I worked on it. Right on. <laughs> so everyone in the theater just scream at the top, or bring this podcast to that theater. Right. And just we'll turn- do live commentary right now. How many? It's only like a few minutes, right? So we can do live commentary. Oh, right? yeah, totally. For your scenes right now. Yeah, yeah. All right, TV's on. Oh, my God, it's William Cat. I haven't seen him since Greatest American Hero and House and House 2. Is there a house, like the TV show? No, no, House oh. Oh shit! What's the movie House? Oh man! Oh, video store. You used to walk in, and there would there would be in the horror section House. Ding dong, you're dead, and it's a disembodied like zombie hand ringing a, ringing da- a, doorbell? Ringing a doorbell. Oh, one of the greatest movies ever. Richard Mall, 
uh, bowl from Night Court. I know you love Night Court. I'm a Night Court guy. I can I can dig me some Night Court, man. Uh, it's a horror film with Bull. Is yeah, he the bad yes. guy? Yeah. Is he like a big no. lumbering Frankenstein retard kind of thing? No, or? no. He's that a, would work he's for dang, me. Uh, he's a Vietnam vet zombie. Uh, he, it's awesome. It, that it's that one's awesome. That one has Norm, uh, George Went, but then Part Two has uh, Cliff. Uh, really? John Ratzenberger. They were like, we're going with all cheers. If we make a three, Rhea's getting in there somewhere. Back in the day, you had to, if you were making a movie, it was like, we need a cheers cast member. No, not Shelley Long. No, no one, that, no one wanted to do Shelley Long. Except for Altman, apparently. Was she in an Altman movie? Was she in Popeye? Wasn't no, she in Olive no, Oil? Shelley no, that's Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall. I get him confused. Yeah, yeah. Who's no. the one who tried to kill herself and went crazy? Oh, Jesus, who? I, I don't know. Both of them. Was that Shelley Long? Did one Shelley of them Long? very recently tried to commit suicide, like in the last year or two. Uh, I I think I, the lady from Cheers. Oh wow! I I don't know. I I didn't hear anything about. That. She's not the lady from The Shining. That's Shelley Duvall. That's Shelley Duvall okay. from The Shining. And Shelley, Lo- all right, I'll never I'll never get it. I'm just gonna give up on it right now. What the hell happened? Shelley Duvall is gone. Yeah, uh, is she alive? Yeah, she's still alive. She, Maybe she retired, dude. You know what happened to me like that? Gene fucking Hackman. Yeah, I thought he died like ten years ago. Well, yeah, no, no. I knew he wasn't dead. I just, it's just it never occurs to me. You know what this movie could use more of? Hackman. I love Gene Hackman, dude. He's one of my favorite actors. Uh, no, I'm a, I'm a giant fan. I um, love him. What is it? Heist? Is that the uh, I think the Mammoth movie? The the last one he did, or, or is that the last one that it, he did? Or or the fucking Keanu Reeves football movie might have even been the last I didn't, one. I didn't. See the replacements? Yeah, man. I didn't see it. Oh, they were hip hop. Oh, were they? Oh, it was so hip hop. Kayan is a pretty hip hop guy. I mean, if he, that and he doesn't like, he gets sad when he eats sandwiches. Apparently. I, I am aware that he That does. was when, that thing was when I learned what a meme meant, and I still don't fucking use the phrase because I think it's stupid. Well, it's, can I? You go with the Dawkins thing, and like, you know, the, you know the whole thing behind it, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, reading, reading the, uh, study of memetics is awesome. And it's, yeah, it's not an internet. See, when, thing. when when people try to explain it to me, they're like, "It's anything that's popular on the internet." I'm like, "What?" Well, no, I mean, it's it's <laughs> been around since before the internet. It's just this pervasive, pervasive things that 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 seem to culturally ignite at the same time, kind yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. So it's been, you know, it's one of those things. It's been a cultural phenomenon for. Uh, I guess as long but as I would be like, I would be, they'd be like, well, fucking pedophile bears a meme. I'd be like, okay. But they'd be like, well, but, but that YouTube video isn't. And I'll be like, why? They'll be like, cause it was popular before. I, like, I just don't understand the, the I, yeah, distinction. I don't, I don't get distinctions. Yeah. Uh, man. I, I but like, he does look fucking sad while he's in that. He, he, he's got a lot to be sad about. He's had a hard life. Keanu Reeves. He, he really genuinely has. Yeah. Like, he's he, lost like, isn't his sister? Did he, did she die? His sister died. His wife. Died in a car accident with the baby, I think. Oh. Or his fiance. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then maybe he has a sister. He did Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah. That yeah. was like. That was back when they were trying to force some iced tea on us. <laughs> I mean, you can't force iced tea. You just got to let it come naturally. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, New Jack City, it was like, okay, that makes sense. And then Johnny Mnemonic, it was like, oh, iced tea. And then uh, Tank Girl, it's like, oh, more iced tea. Do you rem- oh, Judgment Night. <laughs> no, he wasn't in Judgment Night. I don't Night. think so. Do you remember the time? I remember a time when every movie was fucking, oh, it's awesome. Like, every, I was Muse until for the first 10 years of my life, where everything, Jason Muse doesn't hate anything. In terms of like, I'll be like, oh, what'd you think of that movie? But like, it was awesome. He says that about every single movie he's ever seen. Awesome. Jay just likes to like stuff. Oh, that's great. It's happy. Yeah. Brendo's yeah. like that too. But I remember vividly when I turned like maybe 12 was the first time I started being like, wait a minute, some movies aren't good. 
Right. When I became like an actual, I kind of had some kind of, I guess, criticism isn't the right word. Well, no, but it's, it's, yeah, it's a discernment. But like, Johnny Mnemonic was one of the first big ones where like, I remember hating that fucking movie at like 12, I remember walking out and being like, that was horrible. Right, right. And I was really young, you know what I mean? Yeah, That that was one of the first ones that broke me. Yeah, uh, I was a little bit older when it came out and it it was (laughs) just one of those ones where it was like, oh, that's so disappointing. Well, because it was like, Keep in mind, what I, I was also like, they cut a guy in, a lot of that shit I always remember because I was 12 years old and like they cut a guy in half and they did all this wacky shit and they right, died someone right. up, but it was just really bad and had a weird taint to it. The well, movie. the thing is, there's the Dolph Lundgren factor in that movie because that, to, to me, I don't even like, remember the Dolphs in that fucking movie. Dolph is like some giant priest dude who yes! kills people with a cross or something. I don't, it, it was one of those things where it was like, I'm kind of with this movie, but I'm kind of not because What's the deal with Dolph Lundgren? You know what they need to make? A shot by shot remake of Commando. I, I could probably do but, I, I've never, you know, I haven't seen Commando since probably like 1988. Go back and watch it because here's why. And you have to do it completely, like, you can't do it all exploitative and shit. You've got to do it as if this were real, like a serious. Is that the one, that, did Paul Denny write that? Yes. And okay. it opens with winding mountaintop, helicopter shot, Slowly oh, yeah, painted. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Alyssa Milano feeding a baby deer yes. from a bottle. I've I've seen I've seen that part. He's a really um, nice guy. Oh yeah, no, He's no. Feeding a baby oh, deer totally. from a with bottle with dude. his daughter. Who it doesn't grow get... up to be ridiculously hot. I mean, yeah. yeah. Do you remember the episode of fucking Who's the Boss where she got tits? I I don't. Tony's having a football catcher there, and she's missing everyone. And he's like, Sam, what's going on? She's like, I don't know. I can't catch. And he's like, You're not trying. And then he goes in the house. And fucking Mona's like, you know, Tony, like Sam's becoming a woman. He's like, what do you mean? They made some joke. I had to go bra shopping for her and shit. So when Mona said Sam's becoming a woman, she didn't mean her fingers are slick because of vaginal blood. No, no, okay, no. okay, think, good. All right. I think they saved that for a later episode. That <laughs> was a very special didn't... episode of Who's yeah, Lost. Yeah, uh, the network was like, maybe we hold on to that right, one. Right, right. <laughs> on a very special Who's the Boss. <laughs> Alyssa Milano gets vag blood all right. over the carpet. <laughs> Can the little gay kid clean it up? Well, no. Well, he wasn't gay at that point. I mean, but then he but saw we the all, we all, and he was like, "Oh, hello, no." I, <laughs> I, I love me the cop. In the history of like people who weren't who who were kids on television and then wound up being gay, that kid might have been like the 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 gayest. Like I remember being eight years old and being like, "Oh, that's a gay kid." Oh yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, yeah, it was, there was there was Doogie nothing. threw me for a loop, man. Doogie kind of threw me for a loop because of Wanda's cans. Uh, Wanda. Wow. Those were some biggins. Who was one? His girlfriend on, D- on Doogie yeah, Howser? Yeah, yeah. When, she, fin- when she finally grew him, it was like, oh my God. Look I wish I could. Oh, who's the Boss was a weird fucking show. Yeah, no. Who's the Boss was, yeah. Tony Danz is not a particularly talented anything. He was great in Crash. Was he in which one? <laughs> not the Cronenberg one. Okay. <laughs> no, no. In the Matt Dillon, uh, Terrence Howard one. Okay. In the, in the, in the real, in the non-sex in the, it, one. Yes, in the non-sex. In the shitty one. I don't like that movie. I, I, Is that the Haggis? The Paul Haggis. Haggis I, I enjoyed it. Oh, that, yeah. That was when they finger bang the chick. Yeah, like fucking John Cheadle's wife. When they yes. pull over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Fuck and, that movie, man. Yeah, you're it, you're it, a fucked up guy. It's a strange, strange movie. Uh, it's, it's a very manipulative one. I, that, that's, that's what will really turn me off. I almost feel like I like the Soderbergh one better. 
Just because it's Cronenberg. Just because it. Yeah. Imagine if Soderbergh did that. Any, the thing is, anything that has Elias Codius, I don't know how to pronounce his uh, name. Kateus, yeah. Any any movie that has him in it, aside, I haven't seen the Teenage Mutant. Ninja I was going to say TMNT. Yeah, he's Casey Jones. He, I haven't seen it. Was he in Frailty? Was he was the he? homeless was... guy they threw in the basement and murdered? Oh, he's shit. really good. But you know, he looks exactly like Christopher Maloney. He does look like Christopher Maloney. The thing is, he has expressions where he looks like De Niro a bunch. Cadiz is a really good actor who's underused, uh, who never really. I don't know. Did he ever? Has he, is he a well-respected, like, independent character actor? Elias Cadiz. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He started out. I think. Well, he started out as Duncan the Skinhead in some kind of wonderful. Where it was right like, on. that guy's badass. You know, look, he carves his girlfriend's picture in the desk and holds Speaking it up. Speaking of other stuff, you tying it all together, other starting off, Sam Rockwell's in TMNT. No shit. He's, he's like, he's like a street gang thug and you see his face for like half of like, you hear, he has a line and you see his face for a second. He's all so he rough. got the Alex Winter start. Yeah, yeah. Who, who with the Bronson fucking? Yeah, yeah. yeah with yeah. Three. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> we talked about that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I did not know that. What I, else, what else has he been in though that you would know him from? Well, the thing is like, I started out, I, I started thinking I'm going to be pretentious and I'm going to love me some Adam Egoyan. I'm going to, I'm going to love me some Adam Egoyan, eh? And the adjuster. Which had a badass cover, and it was like, oh my god, this movie must be badass. He's because it's got the dude holding the bow on the cover. It was not it was badass. Like, wow, this is so slow. I don't think I've I, seen an Adam Agoyan flick. I I watched The Adjuster. I've tried to watch not The Sweet Hereafter, which I've heard is awesome. Is that where the dude's deaf? No, that's a sweet and low down. He's mute. He. No, the, the Sean chick, Penn. Samantha, Samantha Sean, Morton. No, she? Samantha Morton's. Oh really? I thought Sean Penn played a mute. No, no, Sean Penn plays a. a oh, he can talk. Oh yeah, I no, don't he's like a he's he's I guess modeled after Django Reinhardt, but not modeled after Django Reinhardt. A contemporary of Django Reinhardt. He's a jazz musician. Really? Jazz Is it good? It's it's fun. Right on. Sean Penn. Sean Penn's usually pretty pretty fucking good, and he's good in that. Right on. But fucking Elias was in a flick. Uh, Codius was in. He was in. There's another Adam Egoyan movie that I watched. Kind of. Uh, it was one of those. It, it, like the chick is a stripper, and she uh, he plays the sleazy DJ. I've never seen an Agoyan flick. I don't think I've ever seen a Solon flick entirely through. I, I tried I, to watch Happiness. I wasn't there. I was pissed. I didn't watch Happiness for a while because uh, on Welcome to the Dollhouse, you know, it was you all are the best crew. I'm gonna bring you all back for the next one, and then Happiness, no phone calls. Maybe and then I got a phone call like, "Hey, do you want to come in as an extra extra storytelling?" And it was like, "Oh." Fuck you, I don't want to come in as an extra electrician on happiness. But then I watched happiness and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, dude's a genius. And you like it? Yeah. You like, I feel like that would, that's the movie that would make me feel, I'd be like, oh, this is too adult. I want cartoons. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah no, it's definitely, I need an adult. I need an adult. Yeah. It's, it's after that movie, you feel like, show me on, show me on the doll where the movie touched. I remember you. I tried to watch when I was like 11, my friend Varun Dad. Got a uh, VHS of kids from his older brother, and we tried oh, to watch Jesus. it. We made it ten minutes in, and, I, and we were both like, "We, we if we can't this. be, we shouldn't be watching this." Right, right. We should not. I should like neither of our brains could fucking handle it. I just remember vividly like trying to watch kids in my bedroom at eleven years old, and just being like scarred. Yeah, no, that, I mean, and that was one that I saw at the Angelica in New York. Still have the playbill, I think. Uh, they used to give out playbills. Yeah, they for did movies at the yeah, Angelica. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty That's cool. Dope, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it when I first saw it. I was like, oh my God, cause you'd never seen anything like it before. But then in retrospect, you know, after just the summer that that movie came out, I worked with 
uh, one of the ADs from it, the set photographer from it, and they were like, no, you don't understand. Uh, anything that looks like it's probably wrong on the screen was wrong in real life. And it was like, oh shit! So it's kind of a documentary. Well, that's the thing. I'm a, I'm a pretty fucking like you. T- you take the cake as far as like you watch everything, dude. I I consider myself like I love like fucking gore and 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 crazy shit like that. But I've found like maybe three or four filmmakers that I just I know that I can't fucking watch. Like I I you I am not offended by anything in real life, like anything, right? Except for these four fucking dudes' movies, and it's like Larry Clark, yeah, yeah, Roger Avery. Oh really? Oh my fucking god, he's evil. I fucking I love killing Zoe. I, I'm not like like I tried to watch Rules of Engagement or Attraction. Yeah, yeah. Do you have you seen it? I I you know I've seen it in fits and starts. I haven't seen it like ten minutes in. That dude fucking is raping Shannon Shashman and throws up on her. And I was like, I bought this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, but, but I stopped watching it right there, and that's weird because I'm a, like you like you've read my scripts. I'm a fucked up guy. Yeah, yeah. But for some reason that right. Um, oh, and that, and that, yeah, that sequence is, is horrific. Up. Horrific. Yeah. Mike, Takashi Mike, <laughs> I can't Mike. fucking do it. Uh, you know, I haven't watched enough of his stuff. Uh, I have auditioned. That's the one, that's the one thing I tried. I watched Ichi the Killer and it was, you know, the, the thing is like with a lot of these theater of attrition things where it's, oh, I dare you to theater watch. Theater of attrition means like, is crazy gross out. Oh my God. Like it's shock over anything. Is that what you're trying to? Well, yeah, it's, it's like a, we dare you to keep watching. We're going to try and get you to not watch any further. That's the point of this movie is to get you to not watch. Yes. Yeah. But, and, but in my you world, seem to relish that though. Well, my, you're like, you're not going to get me to not watch. Motherfucker. The thing is they're all comedies like uh, watching antichrist. I was howling. I mean, that is fucking hilarious. It, it's a hilarious. It's that, not that, a, that, I mean, cause, but there's also something about Von Trier where I think it might almost be hilarious on purpose. Well, yeah, but it, but <laughs> given any movie, like there's a there's if you throw a fucking Muppet Fox in a movie that says Chaos Reigns, I'm gonna love it, right? Like even if there's clitoral fucking uh, a little clitoridectomy, never hurt anybody. Clitoridectomy, oh, right on. <laughs> there's a word for it. I, I learned I today. That's what it's called. Right on. Um, yeah, it's it's got to be a comedy, but like on any set, you can't have that much tension all throughout. When I was working with Lodge Kerrigan on Claire Dolan. You know, we were told early on, you know, don't approach Vincent D'Onofrio. He's going to be in character. He and will kill you. Yeah, he, yeah, pretty much. And so it's like, I was terrified of Vincent D'Onofrio for that entire movie. I was like, oh, Jesus, that guy's going to kill me if I ever speak to him. And then the sound dude is like, hey, Jeremy, Jeremy, come over here and take a, take a listen. And he puts the cans on me, and I'm listening, and uh, it's one of the more intense scenes in the movie. It's Vincent D'Onofrio and uh, the actress Catherine Cartledge uh, having sex. It's, Catherine, Car- Catherine Cartledge, rest her soul, uh, one of the sweetest women ever. She died. Her name was Catherine? Catherine Cartledge. She right was on. in, uh, Naked. If you've seen Naked. David Thewlis. Oh shit. It's awesome. I like David Thewlis. He's in Harry Potter. <laughs> David Thewlis. <laughs> See, you brought it all around for me. I guess David Thewlis wrote most of his own dialogue in Naked. Naked's just, yeah, it was, maybe it was better when I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a very dark movie. Catherine Cartledge is in it. So, so D'Onofrio's fucking his chick. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, ha- they're, they're doing their sex scene or they're getting ready to do their sex scene. Sound guy puts the cans on my ear. And I've got Vincent D'Onofrio. He's got a, a wireless somewhere on his naked body. Uh, and he's doing his impersonation of James Mason taking a shit. This is James Mason taking a shit. First, I'm going to, and it was, and he was naked with, fucking awesome. hilarious, and I'm sitting there like, wait a minute. Why have I been afraid that of this guy? guy? Does, yeah, he doesn't <laughs> want to kill me. What the fuck? He's not in character. No. Maybe no. he just doesn't like that AD. 
Who that, told you that shit? You know what right, I mean? Right. He's in character for that one fucking AD. Right, exactly. But for, yeah, for the entire rest of the crew, he, yeah, he would have probably been an athlete. What, what's the most fucked up movie you've ever seen? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, okay, going through him, going through him, going through him. I, I have seen. Have you seen that human centipede thing? Yeah, yeah, that, that, you Not know, that fucked up. I mean, but again, it's something where people are. They're trying to make it People fun. are fucked up by concepts, and it's like, you can't fuck up. You know, I can't have my reality fucked with, with concepts. Oh my god, that chick's gonna have to eat that dude's poop. Oh, that sucks for her. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> you're a mean guy. That's, that sucks for her. And she's so naked, I should masturbate. It's, <laughs> did you find a place to masturbate the human centerpiece? Oh, God. The entire movie. They're naked for most of it. Everybody's naked. <laughs> you're like, and if I fuck one of them, it's kind of like I'm fucking all three. Oh, good God. And it's like, and it would fuck up, fuck them up. Cause it, it yeah. Come would, would go into the Chinese dude's brain in Exactly. The <laughs> exactly. And, and he'd be all fucked up because of I it. I like yeah. that. Um, but it's one of those, it's that new kind of, it's the reason Eli Roth has a fucking career other than Quentin. Hostile 2. Hostile 2 fucked with me. Did it really? Just I hate it. Just because of... It, I, I, I love the first Hostile 2. I, I thought it was garbage. Any portion of the torture porn? Heather Matarazzo. Naked. You're naked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, especially because you worked on Dollhouse. She was 12. Yeah, and that it's must like, be kind of weird. No, that's not allowed. For what me, it was fuck? just weird because she's not attractive. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I mean, come on, when you put her next to fucking... Who else is it? Bijou... Uh, is it Bijou Phillips? Oh, I don't, I, I don't know any of the other actresses. A lot of them, there were. All actors. I know is I have a, uh, if you open up in my, in my apartment where you do, where I have my laundry, it's like stacked vertically. Right. There's a little closet with a door and on the inside of that closet door is a Hostel 2 poster and I think it's Bijou Phillips or Busy Phillips and it's a poster that they didn't put in America where it's uh, her naked torso holding her own head. Oh, rock on. It's pretty yeah, badass. Hot. And people are like, that's a weird place to keep that poster, man. And I'm like, I don't think I could prominently display it, but I like the poster. So. You, you can't prominently display it. But you I don't want to put it on the back of the bathroom door because that makes things even weirder. Well, yeah, that would be creepy at that point, I think. It's like, what? I, at that point, I have to put a sign, what? I like masturbating to headless chicks. Right. Don't judge me. Right. Exactly. You're in my apartment. Yeah. yeah. Hello. Yeah. When in Rome. And in fact, they should masturbate to headless chicks, too. I, when they're in why Europe. not? Yeah. That's... Um. Hostel 1 actually fucking, uh, he, uh, the tendon cutting, the Achilles heel, that really yeah. gets me. Cause one of my weird fears in life is in supermarkets of people ramming shopping carts into my heels. Right. It's a really. Have you, have you, have you you've seen Pet Cemetery, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, a little gaugy cut. No, totally. That, that was my terror growing up was that somebody was under my bed and they were going to cut my Achilles tendon. And then that movie made it real. Now, as a kid, Pet Cemetery was really creepy. Like that sister with the spinal meningitis. Holy shit. <laughs> Pet Cemetery is decent, dude. It actually holds up better than I thought it did. I, I, watched have, it. I have to see it again, but. I watched it recently. Well, that's the thing with the flicks like this. Like, yeah, once you get older, it, it becomes, it's like, I didn't watch a horror film until I was like 13 or 4. I think Scream was the first horror film I ever watched. Right. Okay. And it took me like, that was a big, like Drew Barrymore getting stabbed in the chest was my fucking losing my virginity. Right. Okay. That was a moment where it was like, okay, either I can deal with this or right. like my mind can't. Right, right. And I could, I laughed. That was it. Uh, that was that gut reaction was I laughed when Drew Barrymore got stabbed in the fucking chest. So I was like, all right, we're locked and loaded. We're, we're good. But before that and shit, there's, there's scarring moments in my life that like, I'll never see Child's Play ever. I've never seen a Child's Play <laughs> film. I never will. Because I was petrified as a child of the campaign for it on television. But again, being a completionist, fucking Brad Dorif. I know. That's my, that's, that's my Billy issue. Bibbit. Once that's I found you. out, he nominated for an Oscar. Fuck yeah. Not many people know. Um, there was a movie 
that I and I've I've tried to find out in recent years. I haven't done much research because it was so fucking scarring. When I was in about fourth grade, we went on a camp trip to Albany, and we were allowed to like have the TV on at night or something. We were in a hotel room, and we caught twenty seconds of a movie called I think it's Ed and His Dead Mother with Steve Buscemi and Ned Beatty. I believe so. I have, but the thing is, I'm so like I can't go near this. All I know is we turned on. We were watching like a fucking NBA game, and everyone's like, "Change the channel." We turned on the channel, and it's this dude standing over a graveside, right? And he picks up a decapitated head of an old lady. And he goes to kiss it, and she bites onto his. They start French kissing, and she bites onto his tongue. I've I've never seen I've never I've never seen Ed. And I his think dead mom. that's Ed and his dead mom. It wasn't Dead Alive. No, I've seen Dead Alive. Okay, cool. Dead Alive. Dead Alive's badass. Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of fucked up. That that one was one where I was like, uh, that's a little offensive. I was offended by it. Really? I don't remember what part of it. I'll tell you right now, the most offended I've ever been by a single film in my life, and I don't think there's another person on the planet who A, knows what I'm talking about, or B, shares this with me. Very Bad Things. Very Bad Things. Is that the Christian Slater? Yeah. Peter Berg directed? Yeah. Uh, Favreau. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Daniel Stern. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. That's the voice I've, of Kevin Arnold. Have you seen it? You haven't seen it. I have not seen it. seen it. No, I've heard that, it, I've heard that it, that's an excellent black comedy. Okay. It, for a while it was. And like, okay, it's so, it's so hard to describe this. There's a scene in that film where like all the shit, they're in Vegas and they're at a bachelor party and shit starts to go wrong. Jeremy Piven's in it also. Those are the four dudes actually. Okay. Jeremy Piven's having sex with Tia Carrera and he accidentally slams her up against a coat rack and fucking kills her. Oh. And impales her. And that's not that bad, but they start, and that was fucking nothing. It's Tia Carrera. Do that in every movie for all I care. <laughs> shit goes crazy though, right? Right. At one point, I don't know who the actor is, but he looks like Ernie Hudson. So I'm just going to say an older black gentleman with like a beard comes to the door as a room service man. Okay. And they're panicking, panicking, panicking these four guys. The second the door opens, they stab him in the heart with something, like a fork, and then throw him in the bathroom. And then I swear to God, there's three and a half minutes with no dialogue of just this guy wailing and dying, like oh, screaming for his fucking family and shit. awesome. Fucked with me so much, dude. Like I never thought. Uh, but wait, I, but, but I hate that it's Peter. Berg, I hate that I can give Peter Berg that credit of like scarring me with right, him. right. It's fucking Peter Berg, but like he's Peter Berg. He was he was awesome in Corky movies. Romano. Was he in Was he in Corky Romano? Yeah, he was one of the brothers. I don't know that I've ever seen it. Um, I love that. Uh, I, I I love that. I love the like awkward, like vulgar out of nowhere. Vulgar O'Halloran crying in the shower. See, I turned it off. Like, oh, I shouldn't I even, I shouldn't even that. say that. Oh, and I, I watched. I watched it years later. Shout outs to Brian Johnson and, and the Steve Dave crew, of course. But the first time I tried to watch Vulgar, the second Johnson started crying in the shower. I mean, O'Halloran, I was out. I was like, don't need to watch a movie where Dante gets raped by a clown it's, it's, and cries it's in a shower. It's so hilarious. It's so mean. It's just, it's just, it's so unbelievably mean. And that moment is so bleak. Yeah. I love that. I see, but I love bleakness too. But for some reason, when you throw in clown rape, it takes it to, like, I couldn't watch Irreversible either. Is that Ir- the Irreversible is a hot movie. The rape one? <laughs> is that Monica Bellucci? Monica Vincent Bellucci. Vincent Cassell? Vincent Cassell, yeah, Vincent Cassell is, it's, it, it, that's, what is that dude's name? Uh, the guy who directed it? Yeah, yeah. Um, cause he did that Enter the Void movie too. Gaspar Noel. Ga- Gaspar Noel. No way, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Enter uh, the Void is fucking awesome. I haven't Have you seen, seen it? it. No, I haven't seen it. I, I watched, cause I saw it. If you're a fan of hallucinogens, uh. <laughs> well, that's sweet. Awesome. It's, it's insane, dude. <laughs> nice. But I've also, heard the opening credit sequence. It also, but it has that Paz de la Vega chick 
from right. Boardwalk Empire who's right. always like you're always in her vagina always. Yeah, yeah. And she either looks like really good or like a scary looking. Yeah, she's yeah. She's one of those chicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's got angles. But she'll let you go put a camera in her vagina so she gets work. Right, right. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. There you go. I I would let anybody put a camera in my vagina for work. Totally. I wish I had a vagina for that reason. I've tried to to rent one. Well, I mean, the thing is, you can always just make one. That's why God edit to your edit to your kit. You're, you're yeah, like, exactly. you're like, I've got four, five, fifty k's. Well, uh, the, well, the thing is, I I have all my light meters, I have you know my electrical meters, and I have a vagina where my belly button should. You never know when you'll need a vagina on exactly. a movie set, dude. Hello, I mean, actors are finicky. I read a um, I read a news report. I wish I printed it out. We're we're ramping up towards the end here of this of this lovely chat, so we'll, we'll get to the real important matters of the day. A lady was uh, pulled over. I'm paraphrasing here, but a lady was pulled over. I'd say a 19 or 20 year old girl. Um, she wasn't even driving. Pulled over with her boyfriend. The boyfriend was drunk, so they pulled him out. They breathalyzed her. They found uh, a bag of coke on the passenger seat. They went to go check her. They found another bag of coke in her pocket. She got cuffed. She got thrown in the back of a cop car. Cops are driving young lady to the station. Young lady starts complaining of stomach ailments. Oh, oh what's right. wrong? What's wrong? Young lady reveals that there are more things inside of her vagina. Right. Uh, excuse me. More, I didn't even more things. Th- there are some. There's something in her fucking vagina. Like which an I, anvil. I just. I just. <laughs> I just killed the fucking lead on that one. They take her to a hospital. They find like forty three bags of coke, like thirty empty plastic bags, oh. twenty seven dollars. The the money. That's that's one place to stash it. That's. She had a lot of stuff, and she was using her vagina like a fucking, like, Felix's magic bag and shit. That's awesome. That's isn't, awesome. Isn't that great? That is. It I, makes me think, like, what else could that chick have gotten up there if she had that much in there, if she could handle that much volume at one time? Right, right. Uh, well, again, I, I'll, I'll always defer to the anvil. Anvil is great for comedy. And that's the thing. If she could make the cops laugh. If she could drop an anvil or, like... A seltzer bottle pops out and it just right. sprays them. They seltzer, let her go. Seltzer bottles are the cornerstone of any. Or, or if it, or if they do the thing where where she's like, "Hey guys, what's this?" and she pulls out a little red bandana from her vagina, and then right. then it turns green and blue, and like she does magic tricks out of her vagina. Right. They let you go for that. Yeah, they exactly. have to. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they're, it's in they're, the handbook. Yeah. It's it's. I think that's the Blackstone law. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If if a felon starts performing magic tricks to an adequate enough level, you must let him leave. Right. Exactly. Regardless of the crime. Exactly. Except for tax evasion, incidentally enough. Yeah, that's which is really weird. Fucked up. It's one of those old draconian, like don't. That's eat, the Copperfield clause. Don't eat you know, onions on Sunday if you're a barber in Mississippi or something. Right, right. You know, the donkeys can't sleep in bathtubs. They can't, like that, physically. That was a that was a book of obscure laws. Isn't there a thing that cows can't lay down either? Cows can't lay down. Or they. Cows can't lay down. I think cows sleep standing up. I grew up in a rural area. Cow tipping was. A you thing. grew up. You grew up in like fucking Shymaland, fucking country, Pennsylvania, right? I grew up in New Jersey. Oh right no, never across, mind. Right across from. Pennsylvania. But it was like woodsy and shit. Yeah, right? yeah, it was like the village. Like you didn't find out you lived in the modern times until you had to climb over your wall to get medicine for your brother when you were right, 18. Exa- right. Exactly. Uh, and you know, unfortunately, Adrian Brody got thrown under the bus for it. I mean, it's okay. He was kind of a dick in that fucking movie. I was rewatching that movie the other day. Not very good. I can't watch that movie. That, yeah. That's one. Yeah, boy. That that falls. I on. just saw the ending. I saw her climbing over the wall, and I was like, "Oh no, she's about to get her worldview is about to get shifted." And then if I was I like, "If I see eh. that that movie is on, I actively avoid that channel." But but conversely, if I see that Signs is on, I'll fucking watch it from the middle. I don't know why. 
I like I like parts of signs, man. I can watch signs. I, can... I like the fucking walk. Everyone loves the walk. Yeah. Oh yeah. The little kid's birthday party, the alien walk. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, awesome. it's a good alien walk. Yeah, if yeah. Shyamalan never made another film, he had that alien walk coming. Yeah, no. And Unbreakable is fucking amazing. I love Unbreakable. I love. I, I liked Six Sense. I like Six Sense out. a lot I when it came out. I love it. I can't watch it over and over. Unbreakable, I can watch over and over. Signs, I can watch over and over. Unbreakable is fucked up village. though because Unbreakable is like Unbreakable as a movie is like the hot chick that like opens up your fly and is about to touch your dick. Right. And then, she, and then there's some fucking monologue crawl right, right. where she's like, this hot chick didn't really touch his dick. She had planned all, you right. know what I mean? Yeah, no, it, it's dying for Unbreakable 2. That'll never get made. Yeah, and, and but like, then it was never ever going to get made, I don't no, think. No, Even if it, that movie made like $500 million, I don't think we would have seen an Unbreakable 2. No, and, but instead we get the fucking village and the happening. Ooh, wind is scary, you know. What was the happening? Oh, I watched that. The happening it's, is wind see, is scary. but we're almost getting to a point with Shyamalan. Happy was almost bad good. Happening was really good when Melissa and I watched it because because uh, every time Mark Wahlberg said something, we said say hi to your mother for me, <laughs> and that made that movie that made it an awesome comedy. But that like almost went into the realm of like okay, so guys ripping off his arm and feeding it to a bear, like yeah. Brian O'Halloran goes flying through a fucking windshield. Yeah, that was that that part I laughed at. See, that made the I movie was like, That's for me. Dante. No, yeah, <laughs> he wasn't even supposed to be here today. No, he wasn't supposed to be in that fucking jeep. Um, um, like, I didn't see the airbender thing, did you? Nope. And I've tried watching Lady in the Water, and... I think I've made it, like, up until the point where he reveals that, like, the main point of the movie is that M. Night Shyamalan is the greatest writer of all time. Is that really... Do you not I, know... Oh, yeah. No, I... Like, I, the third act took... Okay, so the, uh, the, the, the mermaid's name is Story, and she is there to protect... There are monsters that are gonna... Is she a narf? Yeah, she's a that's nerf. That's what fucking... She's that's, a nerf or a That's nerf. what Narf used to say on... Snarf. 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 God damn it. Uh, there, I think the point of the movie is that these big monster things are going to attack, and I'm paraphrasing because the movie sucks, but are going to attack the apartment complex if the mermaid can't keep them at bay. And the reason that Giamatti has to save the mermaid, the reason they have to keep them at bay is because in that apartment complex lives a writer whose words will one day change the world and save the world. And that writer is played by M. Night Shyamalan, the writer of the film. Wow. Wow. No, no. And, oh boy, it, it doesn't make me need to see the movie more. But the, the thing is, you know, that guy must turn a profit on everything. Oh, totally. Because I mean, they wouldn't let him make Last Airbender if he didn't. No, even, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Devil was okay. But he just produced that. Yeah, I know. He? But if that's what he wants to do now, I'm fine with that. I feel. Like. Yeah, no, that would be great. Like if if his directing career had ended after actually after Signs, I would say after Unbreakable, but after Signs, I would be okay with. And that. I I hate to harp on this point, but and I also hate to be this drastic and this like angry film nerd, but um, if Zack Snyder never directed another film, I think I'd be okay with it right now. I am dying to see. He's here when, when he makes me as excited as he did. I saw Dawn of the Dead at Arc. I love Dawn of the Dead, dude. But that's James Gunn, and I love Watchmen because that. But that's Alan Moore. And that's what I figured out after watching Sucker Punch. Was this was the first time where it's like, hey guys, one hundred percent Zack Snyder, and I was like, right. worst fucking yeah, yeah. I I I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. Where it's it's check it out. I mean, definitely check it out. But like someone, and there was a review that nailed it. They were like, he's an art director, not a filmmaker. And I was like, perfect. Like he's an incredible art director. Well, like, yeah, the best and, of all time. He's a commercial director. Commercial directors usually have, <laughs> you know, they have more visual sensibility. Guy can't tell a fucking story, man. Right, right. But yeah, you know, sometimes the visuals will carry it. But 
I'd rather take bleak ass fucking slow mo emo Superman over fucking singer shit any day. Oh what? Yeah, I. You know the thing is, that's I, what people I, are kind of scared about. Superman Returns. So did I. And I. But the thing is, I I hate that because uh, because Brandon Ralph was perfect. I had poor Brandon fucking Ralph, man. I uh, love that he dude. got. He totally. I just got, saw a trailer for a movie he's in today. Oh no shit! What was it's that? It's called like. Danny Dog, Detective of the Dead, and he's like, he's like a side. I've like, seen that. He's like, you saw the movie? No, no, I saw the trailer. trailer. Yeah, yeah, and, and I was like, wait, why the fuck am I not working on this movie? Yeah, I think it's filmed in Europe. He's like a detective for werewolves and and ghosts yeah, and yeah. vampires and shit. Yeah, and it looks okay. It looks yeah. funny, but it's like that dude had the world in his fucking hand literally at one he, point. He, it's on a poster. He could have been the next Christopher Reeve. He could have been in Death Trap too with Michael Caine. Yeah, what did Still. Christopher Reeve ever do other than a Superman flick? He did Death Trap, which was fun. He did he did Somewhere in Time, which is based on a Richard Matheson story. I know that story. It's a is it sa- good? it's a sappy damn movie. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. Well, he goes back in time through the power of his mind, and he oh, yeah. visits a fucking comely that's like Jane fr- Seymour. That's like frequency. Yes. There was a frequency. Dennis it's Quaid, like I'm talking Jim you to the ra- I'm talking you through the radio because yeah. I love you. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. what that movie was about. Yeah. Radio love. Yes. No, but, uh, yeah, Christopher Reeve had, he had kind of a healthy career. Uh, it, better than George Reeves, right? But I'm bump. Ooh. We're going back on that. Well, yeah. I hope the 80 year olds in the audience. Better than Ben Affleck <laughs> like as that. George Reeves. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no, sure. George Reeves, yeah, George Reeves got the shit in. Staller and Waldorf just got a chuckle. Right, right. <laughs> don't, don't make me go into my Bowery Boys routine. Right. I, can fucking, I can take you guys way back. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what are you looking forward to, man? Anything coming up? Fucking anything in your life, movie-wise, book-wise? Fucking cool shit going on? I, I don't read. Uh, you don't read as like a as a, a principle? No, it's not as a principle. I, you know, I fuck myself up every few years, and I try and read the Illuminati trilogy, and then it's like I don't want to read that anymore. That ruins you for books? Yeah, yeah, totally. It ruined me because I was reading a bunch of Philip. Who's K. that? Dick. Is that who did that? Robert Anton Wilson. Uh, dude's a genius. Like, if you ever listen to any of his speaking, it's like, wow, that, that guy's fucking genius. But reading a, reading a book that's written in the first person on acid and the first person I mean, shifting without any notice. I tried to do that. I ever re- heard, you know who Carlos Castaneda is? <laughs> I do. I, I, do. I tried to read like The Way of the Yaki. Okay. Which is about like this dude goes in the desert and takes peyote. Oh, sweet. And like tells you how to walk better. Oh, okay. And apparently you're supposed to grab the air. There, that's which I do sometimes. Yeah, that's a great way go. to walk. But uh, yeah, people who write books on acid are usually not. Yeah, it's it's not it's not awesome. Like it, I, well, and, if and you're straight, it's and not the other awesome. thing is, st- all people assume that assume that like all stoner, that's all that like as a stoner, that's all I want. I have I've been given twelve copies of Electrical like, Acid Test as gifts. Right, right, as gifts. Yeah, of course. I, I'm like, I I guess people know I love Tom Wolfe. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I, I love the right stuff. There's no reason I should. No, no, love totally. You know what I mean? Or like, someone recently sent me to the theater a quadruple CD set of Baba Ram Das meditation. You know who I, Baba Ram Das is? I have no. He was idea Richard that. Alpert, the Harvard scientist who created LSD with. Uh, oh, okay. With, with uh, Albert Hoffman. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Abby yeah, Hoffman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was just like, oh, I've never mentioned my love of like transcendental meditation. Right, right. So, but I just thought like, oh, I guess that's a Matt Cohen sort of thing. Right. Oh, yeah. No, TM is for everybody. 
What's that? Oh, France that's and Terry Meditation. Okay, you confused me for a second. I thought we were going. Howard Stern is a, is a practitioner of TM, and he's... He does. He meditates after every show, he's man. He's a successful dude. I should start meditating. You, you totally should. You should do it right now. What do I need for it? Uh, get like a special outfit or something? I, I have no idea. I went to, I went to a, uh, a seminar when I was at Penn State for Transcendental Meditation. And after the seminar, it was like, well, that ain't me. I'm sorry. So I didn't... Because they were all really calm and they had like, uh, hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Sit, sit on the floor. Yeah. I don't... I Come don't, sit on the floor. I, yeah. I am of calm mind already. I just... I. I hey, man. Dust in the wind. <laughs> You're like, dude, you see the black I'm wearing. Shit's fine over here, all right? If I wasn't calm, I'd be wearing all those crazy colors like you guys, right. all indecisive. Exactly. Yeah, I, I would be a wreck. I'd wear paisley. Yeah, right. <laughs> you don't know how simplified it, my life's become since I'm. You're, you're, you're Batman. You're an uncreative Batman, or not an uncreative Batman. You're a utilitarian Batman. I am a utilitarian Batman and a coward Batman. And a coward Batman as yeah, well. Yeah. Oh my God! You killed my parents. Well, please don't kill me. No. Yeah. It's like other than going into a life of crime. Yeah. I'm gonna hide and piss myself for the next twenty years. Oh yeah. Uh, I right. will be your sidekick, Munchausen. I'm fucking uh, <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. Me. Yes. Let's yeah. go kill other people's parents. Like. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. that would make sense. I'll do anything you want. Yeah. You, like instead of like vowing a life of fucking like and Martha and, and Thomas Wayne get shot and he's like I I will fucking clean the streets of Gotham he's like I will suck your dick I, I I will suck your dick I will suck your dick in my mother's bloody pearls right now in this back alleyway or drugs or money <laughs> yes I'm throwing it all like yes I'm seven years old or whatever the fuck it is and I've made this my you just killed my parents I've made up the decision for the rest of my life it's drug whore let's get this shit going chill. I'm pi- I'm picturing a modern day like Oliver Twist. I've never read Oliver Twist though, so I don't imagine know Oliver that. Twist wearing a cowl, which Oliver I do Twist. every time I read it. Right. Or in fact, that's how I'm going to read all Dickensian novels from now on. Oh yeah, well, Great Expectations with a cowl, capes and cowls makes it. Like, can you imagine little British street urchins like, "Hello, sir," but they've got cowls on? Right, that's well, quadruple well, adorable. Well, Fagin would never have fucked with them at all. Yes, I, I not, but again, I haven't read it, so I don't know who Fagin is. Neither do I. But I, I think he's, I think he's Jewish. Him. Ooh, right. Is, is that why? Because I, I've seen the makeup of Lawrence Olivier. Is it all nosy? It's, it's got a giant hook yeah, nose. Yeah, he's Jewish, Fagin. Well, That's okay, a famous well now, Jewish character. Now I'm that, kind of offended and by And Shylock. It. Fucking Shylock. Fucking Shakespeare. Here's the thing. I thought <laughs> for years and years, like, I never read, what's that from, uh, Third Night? Or? No, no, that's from, uh, Merchant of Venice. Merchant of Venice. I know, I've never read Merchant of Venice. I thought Shylock was the hero. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, someone told me recently, they were like, no. Is Portia the hero? I've never read that either. But I, I, apparently, the Jewish guy is not the hero in the Shakespeare book, which for no, some no, reason I thought he, he would be. He's the one, he's the one, they gotta like cut off a pound of flesh. <laughs> yeah, he's like the him. bad guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's not He's the like awesome the bad guy who story. makes people cut themselves up and shit. That's terrible. Shakespeare was a dirty anti-Semite. I was reading a comic recently, and, and someone was at the gates of hell. It was, uh, Suicide Squad or some shit. Someone was at the gates of hell and the guys were at the door and they were like, you know, a pound of flesh. And this one chick on the team was like, fine, I'll do it. And they're like, no, what are you talking about? And then she fucking cut the guard off, cut his arm off, and she handed him his own arm. It didn't she was like, keep the, she wrote, keep the change. <laughs> she didn't write it, she said it. And I was like, oh, comic book, you speak to me. How much um, does an arm weigh, do you think? How much is what? An arm weigh. Jesus, um, let's see, I'd say, how much of your weight do you think you carry in your central mass, 80%? I don't know, I, I wouldn't know that, I would think like 60 or 70%. It's a really good question, I'd say an arm weighs like 5 pounds. 
Maybe a little more? Uh, Is there any way we can find out? I, I, well, we could we could do a Black Knight impersonation from the Holy Grail. And, and just cut each other up? Or we yeah. just break into a morgue? There is always that. I, you don't even need to break into a morgue. Like, if it were like fucking Franken... You could find that shit on Craigslist, I'm sure. An arm? I bet you you can find an armor. I went on Craigslist last night just to look up shit, just to see. I never go on Craigslist, ever. Right, right. And I, I was like, I want to see what's on Craigslist. So I was typing in fucked up shit, like, rubber boat. And like squirrel, squirrel nest. Right. But it wouldn't come up. Right, right. But then I would type like blowjobs, 8,000 fucking things come right. up. As, as, yeah, they're readily available. I get, I bet you, you can find an arm. I, I would. Is I it, would, it's illegal, I think, to sell body parts. It probably, the, like, they probably wouldn't call it an arm. No, they'd have you know, to, they'd if have you, to be if creative. You look up skiing on Craigslist. Yeah, there's a lot of people skiing in L.A. What does that mean, Coke? Yeah. Oh, really? People yeah. are selling Coke on Craigslist? They're they're not selling it. They're saying, you oh, they're know, going skiing. trim dude skiing. Anybody <laughs> want to join? It's crazy. You just, it's, I, I can't... Uh, so, like, so like a human arm would probably... I just imagined like fucking 12 hipsters in like that light hipster flannel and their sunglasses and they're right, all right. listening to OK Go and they show up to this dude's house right. and he's standing outside in like a fucking neon <laughs> 80s winter parka with his skis and he's like, what? What? What are you doing? What no. are you guys talking about? I yeah. was making a mini snow hill. I thought we were going to Sugarloaf yeah, or whatever exactly. the fuck it is. I, I don't know that there's a Sugarloaf. Is that loaf West Coast? Is that East Coast? I think that's East Coast. Sugarloaf was the name of a horse in cartoons, it's wasn't a, it? It's a mountain, too, man. They oh, named, there they you named go. it after. I, people love the cartoons so much, they named the mountain after the horse. Look at this mountain. What's its appropriate name? Well, it's white. It should be called Sugarloaf. Everest was a cat on Heathcliff. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, man. I don't remember Everest. He was a tough alley cat. Was he really? I yeah, don't he was. That. He was homeless. But but he was on the cartoon and not in the circle. Little comic. Oh, show. there was a circle. There was. It was right next to family. I forgot. There was this. There were the two circles. Yeah. Fuck you, Ziggy's a comic. It's I right wish at one point circus. the cat jumped into the family circus circle and, and stabbed the little kid in the face. Oh fuck, yeah, Jeffy. Jeffy was always asking for. Was it. that his name? Well, there was Jeffy. Jeffy. Well, all the kids had not me, but Jeffy. It seemed was the fucking douchebag about not. Me. I wonder what happened to Jeffy. I hope bad things. I I read a damn interview with one of Bill Keen's kids, and it, well, it seemed normal. Is it based on his family? It is. It's based oh. on. His, he had a Billy. He had a Jeffy. He had a whatever the girl's name was. He had all those kids, and I, but they came out normal. I think. I want to think now that every comic strip is based off real life, well, and like Bill Watterson talks to a fucking doll all day long. Bill Watterson does. Why do you think he quit drawing? Why do you think he, you can't find him? Well, yeah, he's no, talking he, to a he, doll. Yeah, no, dude, he's fucking rubber padded cell. And that like the Kathy lady never got laid. No, no. It, I think it's a dude, actually. The Kathy, the Kathy lady. I does. think it's the Kathy dude. Did a guy or a girl write Kathy? No, it's Kathy Geiswhites. And <laughs> oh, it is a girl named Kathy. It, it is. Oh, right, thank God. And, and it's a yeah, girl yeah. named Kathy. And if it wasn't, I was like, I want to interview the male creator of Kathy on my show. I bet you he's got a big bushy mustache. <laughs> Ack. What are you trying to say about mustaches? <laughs> wow. I'm so happy I didn't rock that mustache today. <laughs> I was open. That's why I invited you on the show, man. Um. You got Kathy. Who else you got? You got uh, the Wizard of Id. Wiz oh, Jesus. He's he's dead, though, right? I, I would assume so. Like, yeah. Wizard of Id was the same dude who did Bill... Uh, who, did who did the VC one? VC, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th I think he died, but I think his kid took over. Those were always okay, though. I, I enjoyed them. Those two I could take or leave. Like, I, they didn't bother me. I would no. read them. No, no, totally. Uh... You know, I love I love me some Bloom County. I was a Far Side guy. I was Far Side. Far Side Calvin and Hobbes was my big thing. 
when Farside first came out, you know, that was a, holy shit, what is this? This, this dude's fucking with my paradigm and I like it. <laughs> Boondocks, I was big into. Boondocks, yeah, I was huge into that. I love the cartoon. So that, did car- I. that cartoon is so. I think Magruder, Magruder might have ruined his goodwill though for himself. Uh, who did? Aaron Magruder, the guy who created it. Oh, oh, do you not know? Yeah, he's done a bunch of stuff in recent years. Like he went, he was at some political dinner and turned it into like a, uh, Black Panther rally recently. Oh, nice. I He's mean, a little bit militant, that, that fellow. But it's, it's, I mean, the way that it, it works. The I mean, way that it comes out in the cartoon is just fucking genius. That's I, so I remember subversive. there was like a two year arc in the comic where that they're crazy. There was that, I, the character's name was Crazy Star Wars Guy, I think. Oh, I, I, it was just a dude in a robe. Okay. And it was around the time of the prequels. And there was a two year arc where Crazy Star Wars Guy wanted to hit George Lucas. And then finally, two years later, just a random comic of George Lucas standing there and the guy comes up and punches him out of nowhere. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I like it. Subversive shit, man. Like, Subversive. The, like the Serbian film. The Serbian film? Like on, on TV, I love me some Tim and Eric. It, like last night on, uh, on the, the HBO I think they had Terry's, the Terry's. The Terry's Holy thing. shit. I love that. Here's, and it's, and it's, and it's again, it's that on, unfor- it's like that sucker punch thing where like if a show was, if, if you wanted to fucking, um, eugenics up a TV show for me or whatever, you would think it would be Tim and Eric. It's a little too, it, it's weird for me, man. Oh, that, I love I, I love the fucking um, uh, Steve Brule stuff. The Steve Brule stuff cracked me up. I, I was but just of, when it's like random screaming and then like someone vomiting and then like a shot back of him screaming and then a shot of like a unicorn shaking his arm. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like that's Tim and Eric. <laughs> I love I love their their cut and cut and paste culture with you know the repetitive shit. For for some reason, it's just one of those things where it's like this is it's just genius. It's one of those. Things, I'm sure I'll get it eventually, or like I know I think they're making a feature, which I which are, I'm excited yeah. for. Oh, and it's weird that I'm excited because I'm really not big fans. Of it. It's I'm not really a Tim and Eric guy, right? And right. I, I always hear like, oh, they're like Python, they're like Python, they're like parts of Python, but they're like the weird random parts it's, of Python where the fucking Viking would pop up, right? Right. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, but yeah, it's it, it's. It's really dark. It's it's dark. I like that it doesn't assume that humanity is good. Dude, there's a um if you want dark comedy and we'll probably we'll probably end it up in a few minutes here, sir, but if you want dark comedy, fucking British shit, dude. Have you ever seen League of Gentlemen? I have not. It's incredible. It ran uh three series and it's a horror sketch show. If there's no other way to describe it. It's okay. shot like a horror film, it grotesque fucking characters, like horrific Fucking situations, but like it's a comedy sketch show, right? And they did a they did a secret a, a sequel kind of thing called Psychoville. Oh shit! And it's literally like it's a sketch comedy show, but it's a it's a horror film, like, right? You right. know what I mean? Like it's, it, it's so it's, it's I mean it, it goes back to the Grand Guignol. Uh, traditions. Absolutely, but like maybe even a little further. Like, uh, League of Gentlemen is all about, um, eh, this guy goes to visit his aunt and uncle in a small town called Royston Vesey in England, and then like he gets trapped there, and the entire series is in this small town. But like the first thing you see of the small town is these two little girls like talking to a scarecrow. And he's, he's like, help me. They're like, why, Mr. Scarecrow? You're a friend. He's like, no, you know who I am. I'm the banker. You're fine. Like, <laughs> like the dad caught him cheating with the wife and like, and they're the only kid, the, the girl, little girls are the only ones who know. And you find out at the end of the series that they've known all along that it's right. like a real person. Oh, like, that's awesome. Like, it's just really twisted shit like that. Like, that's awesome. Um, yeah, no, you definitely got to put, open your fucking notebook. Yeah, yeah, man. exactly. That, Le- League of Gentlemen, write that down. And also draw gentlemen. a picture of a rainbow. 
Because why not? Those are always fun. Well, th- I always have the picture in the of back your dad's every, asshole. Every notebook that I have has the it's picture. It's your dad taking a shit, right? No, well, no. It's you know, it's a house. It's a house with a doorway and the sun's shining on it and the snow's melting off the roof and then it's my dad picking up a bar of soap. Oh, that's what it is. Your dad yeah. picking up a my bar dad of soap. Picking up a bar of soap and then and then in this one, there's my mom pulling up her pants because it looks like a light bulb. But nice, my mom's yeah. Pulling up her your pants. mom looked like a light bulb. She did. It was if weird. You sh- cause she, if you shook her, did you hear the loose filament? You, you, you did hear the loose filament. Uh, is that why you got? Jackson's is that why you, character? And yeah, that's Mr. why. Glass and that's why you became mom. a gaffer because your mom was a light bulb. Exactly. Fuck yeah. Shocking. Nah. Huh? <laughs> we brought it all around. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining Thanks me. Thanks for dude. having me. It's been it's been a pleasure. We'll see you again sometime. Oh, I forgot to ask. You're you're a proud member of the Brave and the Bold, sir. I know you're not really a comic guy, but uh, everyone's picking an alter ego. Jesse went with. The Spectre, Destiny went with Carmen Sandiego, Sean, T. Pascal went with Hitman. Who are you, man? What's your code name? Oh, Jesus. Uh, can I be Fritz the Cat? You could be Fritz the Cat. All right. That fucking works, actually. <laughs> you want to have sex with your cat sister? I, I do. All right. Hell we'll on. talk about that on another show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we ain't done yet. What's that? Wait, do you hear that music? Could it be? Two. Sneak attack segment Where in the world is destiny? But I can't Can you say hi? Hi Okay, so this, work? Is, this is Joey from the Once Boy Band NSYNC You sure you got it right? It's, okay, it's working <laughs> So, if, uh, who's your favorite Backstreet Boy? My favorite Backstreet Boy? Brian Brian? What do you think about Last Bands going to space? Last Bass. Lance Bass. <laughs> you said Lance Bass going to space. Space. Well, it's been a really long time that he was supposed to go to space, so it's not happening anymore. So I don't think it happened because nothing ever happened to it. If you could cover any Backstreet Boys song, what would it be? I want it that way. Why? Aww. Because I want it that way. <laughs> okay, and who are your three favorite Muppets? Muppets? Yeah. Um, and why? Wow. That's tough. Beaker? Because he just, he can say anything but a meat meat and mean something. That's weird. It's a weird choice. Why? What would you say? This isn't about me. You're right, but what would you think? You just said it's a weird choice, so I'm asking you what. I picked the same thing. Well, why? Wait a minute, wait a minute. You didn't name your last two. I'm going to, no, name one. I'm going to name another one, but I'm asking you first. And I would pick the same one you did. Why? Because that's all I can say is me, me, and he's orange. It's my but he color. has, but in, regardless, he has a lot to say with just me, me. And I like Rizzo the Rat. Rizzo the Rat. And then what's your third one? Sorry? And then your third one? You only asked me for two. I said your three favorite Muppets. Sam the Eagle. Sammy? Sam the Eagle. Oh, Sam the Eagle? You know who Sam the Eagle is? Why is that? You don't even know who Sam the Eagle is, no, do you? No, I don't. Look it up. Is he brown? Nope. He's an eagle. Check out Sam the Eagle. Trust me. She's trying to be my co-host. Um, um, what else do I want to ask? You? I don't know, but I put you on the spot, didn't I? Yeah, you did. What were you doing tonight with American Idol? I went to stop by a friend of mine that I uh, worked for the company, worked for um, Fremantle. Came out and said, yeah. What do you think of the new judges? They're good. Yeah. Steven I know. Steven I know real well, so he's awesome. That's great, cool. great, great, great. Okay. I think he was, he was 
perfect for it. Yeah, I think it's a refreshing turn from like Simon's whole bit. Well, you know, you have so many years and you're like, you know, you need something different. Yeah. And they made a good choice. Look for more Destiny on the next episode of Bagged and Boarded, Brave and Bold. Where in the world will she be? Who the fuck knows? And thank you, Destiny. Lovely, 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 as always. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a Brave and the Bold episode. Pretty fucking awesome, I think. We talked about movies. We talked about electrocuting yourself. We talked about penis piercings. I think maybe we didn't get into it fully. I will just sum it up. He's got a Prince Albert and something else I don't know that goes through his actual dick. So put that in the spank bank, America. Um, if you want to follow, uh, Jeremy Gaffer, uh, uh, Jeremy Graham, excuse me, on Twitter, he's on, uh, at, at Jeremy Gaffer. He's got links to his website. Hire him for all your gaffing needs and that kind of fun stuff. If you want to find me online, I'm on Twitter at, uh, Cameltoad. Check out Smodcastle. Uh, as always, this show is on the Smodcast Network at Smodcast.com and iTunes. You can find my stuff at CamelToadProductions.com and BaggedBoarded.com. We've got a new mailbag, folks. I know you've been like, hey, how do I send you nude pictures? And it's always like, I don't know, find me in the street. But that was tough, and I never got any. I can only assume that's why I never got any. So now send all your um, fan mail nude pictures, uh, s- funny song parodies you make of of, of me uh, to bagged and boarded at yahoo.com. We're also doing the listener co-host contest and then the three minute submission of yourself. Maybe get on the show. Whole lot to fucking talk about, right? It's like turning into a whole commercial thing. I don't know, man. Sometimes I just, I just debate. Like if it's still as pure, if, if my reasons are as pure as when I got into it, you know what I mean? Like I got into this for purely the sex as everyone else in the podcast world does. And now I just feel like I'm selling out a little bit, but I guess. Adapt, adopt, and improve. Uh, as always, we are sponsored by the fine folks at Golden Apple Comics. Check out goldenapplecomics.com. We got some really cool stuff coming up in the future. Uh, April 20th, they've got Ziggy Marley in store. We're going to be heading down there. And, um, I'm going to be on, on the substance under the influence of, uh, drugs. And I'm just zoning off. I'm looking at my fingernails. I bite them, so there's not really much to look at. I was judging my fingernails. Um, and folks, coming up at the end of April, if you're in the Los Angeles area, I, Slash bagged and boarded will be at Wizard World Anaheim. A lot of fun stuff planned. Crazy special guests. Uh, Jewity. That's Jewish nudity. And it, and it could happen at any point. You never know. Um, I'm going to go make it happen right now, actually, for, for my friend, Mr. Jeremy Graham, because I feel like he's been a trooper. And that's how I like to end every bagged and boarded Brave and the Bold show with a uh, little bit of a sword fight. So I'm going to leave you with that note. I'm Matt Cohen. It's been bagged and boarded and it's been real. What? Find more funny shit like this at smodcast.com. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Jen Schwalbach. And here's what's happening every day at Smodcast.com. On Sunday, it's me and Scott Mosier doing the original Smodcast. On Mondays, it's Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. On Tuesdays, it's Blowhard with Malcolm Ingram. Also on Tuesday, my personal favorite, Plus One. That's the one where you and I talk. That is. And you get naked. (laughs) On Wednesdays, it's me and Jason Mewes doing Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. On Thursdays, it's Puck Nuts with Walt Flanagan, Ming Chen, and Brian Johnson. And don't forget Sunday Jeff. And then on Friday, they lose Sunday Jeff, and it's just Walt Flanagan, 
Bri Johnson and Brian Quinn, and sometimes Ming Chen taking some abuse on Tell Em Steve Dave. On Saturdays, it's Red State of the Union. Highlands, a peephole history. One of the shows iTunes chose is one of the best podcasts of 2010. Smarriage at Smodcastle, one of my favorites. That's where I actually become Rev Kev and marry motherfuckers. We sit down, interview them, find out about their entire lives. At the end of it, they're literally married. And all of it's free. Don't cost you a dime. Seven days a week, we bring you the free funny. Nice. You sound like a pitch person there, man. What else can you sell me? Show me a little boob. I'll buy. (sighs) Smartcast.com. <laughs>